You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Welcome back to Time to Revive here. And with me today is Lori Triplett. And Lori is a person that grew up in the same hometown as me. So that's very special. We've got uh, similar roots, but she's got an amazing story, an amazing journey. And really, uh, she is very, very gifted and blessed musically. Lori, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. It's funny because like you said, we kind of have this history. It's like, I think we met here. Right. One of those people that like I see online and then you think, you're like, okay, was that in person or was that an online? Right. Like the lines get blurred. So it's exciting to be here and get to talk to you. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And as you guys have heard us talk about lots and lots of times, uh, we just pray every week and we say, Lord, who do you want really to be on and talk about their journey, talk about their story? And the Lord put Lori on my heart. And it's like, okay, well, this is going to be fun. And you guys know we love to have fun because the Lord is definitely fun. Lori, today, as we come together and we share with the listeners, this particular series is called Grow Faith. And really what faith is, it is a journey. This life is absolutely a journey. And this journey, as we're on this in life, it has ups and downs. Every single person on their journey of life has ups and downs. They have things that God has taken them through. They have times on the mountain and they have times in the valley. All of them are valid. Every story we read about in the Bible, even the hall of fame of the faith people in Hebrews chapter 11, every single one of them had a story and every experience that they had and was written about was not a mountaintop experience. They had valley experiences as well. (laughs) And Lori, I'm anxious to cut you loose here and just share with the audience today, like who you are and where you are currently. Yeah. Well, um, (laughs) how long is our podcast? (laughs) Well, uh, you know, it's three and a half hours, Lori. No, I'm just teasing. Yeah. So, um, Again, my name's Lori Triplett, and I grew up in a beautiful town in St. Mary's, Ohio, which I miss dearly. I'm not sure if people listening are going to be familiar with that part of Ohio, but it really is a special town. It's everybody kind of knows everybody. Everyone's very supportive and encouraging of one another. To me, it's kind of like a, a Mayberry, you know, it's just right. has a lot of charm and it's um, hardworking people and good people. And so, yeah, grew up there and my family, uh, mom and dad are still there. Grew up with some siblings. I'm the youngest of three girls. And then I have a little brother and they're all educators. I am the only one that kind of went my own way. My dad's a retired principal. My mom's a retired teacher. And yeah, I just decided, I think I'm, I think I want to sing and Right. Kind of go do a totally different (laughs) path that I really didn't know anything about. And they didn't either, but they definitely have supported me every step of the way, which I'm really thankful for, as uh, St. Mary's has as well. That's where I'm from. So I'm I'm a small town girl at heart, currently living in Nashville, Tennessee, which 
kind of feels like a small town in some ways until you hit the highway and then you're like, okay, this is (laughs) (laughs) right. Um, But Nashville is great. You know, it's kind of a a melting pot of creatives. A lot of people come here like me with a dream in their pocket and don't really know what that looks like until you're out here and just going through the grind day by day and figuring it out like everybody else. So it's walking it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a singer songwriter and that's something that I think I've wanted to do music. Uh, the first like memory I have of it is when I was about seven years old. And I remember I told a good friend of mine, her name was Angie. And I said, don't tell anybody, but when I grow up, I want to sing. Cause I was wow. embarrassed about it. Right. I've always just had this desire in my heart to somehow just do music and I started writing some songs when I was about 12, really bad songs, but songs <laughs> in quotes. <laughs> and they were always like these sad little ballads about getting my heart broken, which is hilarious because of course they weren't really true. Yeah. So that's just something that I feel, I feel like it's always kind of been deep inside of me. And as I grew, you know, it just kind of was always there. And so that's just something I'm, I'm pursuing now. Yeah. God says his gifts and callings are without repentance. And so he placed a gift within you to make music long, long time ago. It's funny because it's one of those things where when you're doing it, it can be so frustrating because I'm an independent artist and that means I'm not funded by a label and it's just kind of like a one man show. And I have literally prayed it away because it's so frustrating. It's like, I don't want to do this anymore because it's something I feel like I'm supposed to do, but it's so hard to get ahead. If you feel like you're just constantly, you know, take two steps forward, one step back kind of a thing. And I literally prayed it away. Just, okay, I don't want to do this anymore, (laughs) but it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm glad that it hasn't, but there's definitely times where it's like, oh man, this is hard. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's real life. Right. Right. Exactly. It's not worth doing if it's not hard. That's right. And so for years now, you've been doing that. And tell us a little bit about your recordings, because you've got quite a collection of recordings already, Lori. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm working on it. I did my first full length album in 2003, I think is when it came out, maybe 2004. It's called Dawn. Mm. And those are all songs that I wrote in high school. And I think I wrote maybe one of them my freshman year of college. And one of them is the cover of Amazing Grace, which of course I can't claim that. Didn't write that. Right. But yeah, I recorded that. I was a part of a band called Whirlwind, which was this kind of like Christian rock worship band. And we had a ball. Like we just had the best time. That was my first experience really meeting other people around me that were also into music, that were Christians, that were like, my age. And it was just like, I just found my people and we played in Montezuma and we started this Bible study randomly. And it was something that was just like word of mouth. And we had a lot of people coming to this by the end of the summer. Like it really ended up being like a really special thing. And that for me was like the start of my music journey. As far as like, I think that's what ultimately kind of led me to Nashville but singing in front of people was not something I really ever did until I was like 15. And I had to sing at the Summerfest pageant because I won the year before, which that's a whole funny story. That was like my first experience singing my own songs in front of people. Yeah. So talk about what was compelling you or what you felt like, I've got to get to Nashville. Yeah. 
there are so many factors, just like scenes flashing in my head when you're asking that question of just like different things, I think that got me there. I mean, like I remember my cousin, she was a rockette in New York City. Hmm. And she definitely is like the only one in the family that got the dancing gene because nobody can dance. (laughs) She's like a year younger than me. And I, I know I was like really inspired by that. And there's an artist named Bethany Dillon, who's originally from Bill Fountain. And I am a fan of her music and she was younger than me. And I just kind of like little things like that. I was seeing like real people, like normal people from Ohio, you know, people do these things. And so things like that. And then I mentioned that band Whirlwind, one of our band members ended up getting recruited to tour with a Christian band. Mm. And so uh, I went down there with another friend and just kind of checked it out, not thinking like I was going to move there. Gotcha. Uh, But I had recorded my CD and, you know, St. Mary's responded really well to it in the surrounding communities. And so I think it was like probably like stirring around up in my head, maybe that this was something that I might do, but really didn't think it would. I think it was a combination of all these little things that's just peeking in my life, peeking out, putting ideas in my mind. And I'm trying to remember, I think after I finished Dawn, I took some time off of college. I was going to Bowling Green. And I distinctly remember I was in the music building all the time, all the time, like super late at night. I made friends with one of the cleaning staff people because I always was there when they were like (laughs) coming in early or staying late. And I just remember walking around campus one day and looking around and being like, I don't think I'm going to be here next year. I just had this feeling and I wasn't, I, I took off a year. Then next thing I knew I was looking at schools in Nashville to transfer to and I move in there in January. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. Here I am. There you go. Yeah. It was kind of crazy, but I'm so glad I did it. (laughs) Yeah. So take us through that first initial time uh, moving into Nashville and changing venues. Well, I was still in college, but I was a little bit older than everybody because I took like a year off. And to me, it was just like a big learning experience because I didn't know anything anything at all about the industry, like no clue. I just knew that I liked writing songs. I knew I liked to sing. I knew that I had people telling me and encouraging me to do it. And I also knew like really that just because people like were kind and were writing me letters, like, Hey, your song like really spoke to me. This really touched my life or this really moved me. And like, when you hear that, that's really like, I, I still have those letters and cards that people wrote me. I have them in a storage box. Like, those, yes. those are things that like you really thrive off of that really like give you confidence and they're really special. So coming into Nashville, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you're a very small fish and a huge pond. Right. And so it was definitely a learning experience. And so that's really kind of what I looked at it as. I think everybody moves to town. They've got stars in their eyes. They think like, oh, I'm going to be the next whatever. And I definitely was one of those people like, okay, here I am. And, you know, you quickly realize, wow, there are some really talented people here. And so you just kind of surround yourself with that talent you try to learn and listen and try to grow as a songwriter and just kind of got to be brave and put yourself out there and show people your songs. And so there's all those things that come into play. Yeah. So I was just like continuing to develop, I think, as a songwriter and singer and try not to be too scared to put myself out there because that's definitely a huge part of it. 
because I've never been somebody where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have the best voice and I write these great songs. <laughs> I just knew it's something that I have to do. Right. I'm not happy if I don't do it. I've stepped away from it and I'm not happy. So it's almost like I have no choice but to do this. I know that there are people that are better than me at this, but I'm going to do it anyways. And so, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I just think you have to do what makes you happy. And I also feel like I've been called to do it as well. So it's not going to go anywhere. Right. It's just like something that God wants me to do. It's not, yeah. it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so you've had seasons in your life where you've done it and then seasons when you haven't done it and you're <laughs> like, I'm much happier when I do it. Right. Totally. Totally. Right. Yeah. So after, you know, I graduated college, I ended up recording my second full length album, which was called safe place to land. And that came out in 2009. And I actually had a chance to record that with a really talented producer. His name's Lee J. Turner. And Lee's more in the country world. He tours with Darius Rucker, who's a really talented country artist. He's Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was amazing that somebody like him would pay any attention to somebody like me. Next thing I know, we're, we're in his studio and I'm showing him a batch of songs that I felt really strongly to record and we recorded them and I paid kind of, you know, I was waiting tables. I was working at this place called Rainforest Cafe, wearing this ridiculous uniform and like paying as I go and working a lot of shifts and, and it, so it was a slow process. It's self-funded right? You know? and it was a, you can make albums for much cheaper and you can make them for much more expensive than I did. But I tried to do, I'm like, if I'm going to put something out, it's going to be the best that I can do within my means. There you go. So I didn't want to cut corners. And so we did that project and again, learned a lot. was really happy with how the songs came out. And it's exciting because I'm hearing these songs for the first time in the studio with a band and with, you know, all these other elements when I'm writing them, it's just me and my piano. So I'm like, right. imagining these things and I, you know, hear these things, but that's always really cool to, to experience that. But you got to remember you're on the clock in the studio. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You got to make every minute count, right? Right. Right. Take us through a little bit like, okay, so now how many recordings do you have? So Dawn and then Safe Place to Land. I have two singles. One's called Crooked Heart, which came out in 2017. One is called Tennessee, which is a single that came out in 2018, which is a song I wrote about moving back to Tennessee. And then most recently in October, I released a six song EP called Slow Poison. And a little over a week ago, I released my first Christmas EP called Coming Home Alone. So it's, it's been a busy last few months, especially, but it's really exciting to have those most recent ones done. Yeah. Lori, take us through a little bit, if you would. We're talking about this series being our faith journey. So as we mentioned, faith journey takes us to mountains and valleys, and you've been through both of those. And Lori, there's people out there sitting on their edge of the seat right now, listening to you like, wow, that sounds like the most rosy, fun, perfect, easy life there could ever be, right? 
you chased your dream and you found it and you're writing songs, you're singing, you're recording in studio in Nashville. And so, man, your life must be really perfect. Right. Yeah, right. It's not easy. I mean, like I said earlier, nothing worth having is, is easy. Right. Uh, I can't tell you how many hurdles to, to getting even my most recent projects done. Gosh, right before I started recording Safe Place to Land, my apartment got broken into. I had just graduated college. I already was broke and all my music equipment got stolen. Oh, wow. Uh, didn't have insurance. I didn't even, I don't even think I knew what renter's insurance was yet. So lost everything that I write with. And then I went and lived with a couple and lived above their garage for a year while I recorded and worked. So, I mean, like had hurdles like that, that I don't like publicize, but I mean, that was really crappy and that was violating and, you know, anything of worth that you had is out the door. So that's been one thing. And, you know, I stepped away from music in the capacity that I wanted to be in for eight or nine years. And that's a whole nother story, but that was really difficult. I mean, I was still singing in church and I was a part of the worship team and I was still writing, but I wasn't here in Nashville where things really happen. And I, you know, was in this very long and toxic relationship for like 12 years that really wasn't fostering anything good as far as my music was concerned and really was just hard on me as a person. So like, that's going to be hard on my music as well. Right. And again, like that's a whole nother story, but it certainly affected my music because, you know, when you don't feel good about yourself and what you're doing, your art, if you're being told this sucks or this is that, or, you know, then of course, like you hear that constantly, you're not going to want to keep doing it. That, that impacts you. So there's been things like that, that I've kind of like had to walk through. And, and now what I do is somehow I channel that in my music. And so a lot of my songs kind of have a tinge of sadness, right? <laughs> but I think that's real. And it that's like, real. that's like the place that I'm coming from when I write, I mean, I write happy stuff too, but I think to be an honest songwriter, you know, to really connect with people, like we feel everything, we feel all the emotions and you don't have to always listen to something sad, but when you are sad, it's nice to have something to like sit with, you know, right. Yeah. You know, and even now with my most recent stuff, oh my gosh, like that was not easy. And I don't say that to be like, look what I did. I'm so awesome. But if anybody's listening and they're, and they're thinking like, it's an easy thing, it's not. (laughs) One, it's expensive. Usually as an independent artist, you're raising funds from your backers and that's, that can be kind of awkward, but that's kind of a normalized thing in the, in the industry when you're not, when you're not, um, you know, on a label. So there's that hurdle, but with the slow poison, we had tornadoes hit here in Nashville in March and then the pandemic hit and I was in the middle of trying to release it and everything got put on hold. And of course, in the big picture of things, it's like not a big deal, but when you've worked on it for like a year and you're, it's done and you're, all you've got to do is a few final things. It's like, Oh my gosh, that's, it's right there. I just want to release it. Just things like that. Like it's and any songwriter here will tell you that I'm waiting tables. You're doing odd jobs. You're staying up late. You're getting up early. Like it's a grind. And I know that's in a lot of professions. So that's not just in music, but there's definitely a glamorous side to it, but there's also the side that people don't always see. It's real. <laughs> yeah. So Lori, talk to us a little bit about Slow Poison. Like, can you take us through that a little bit and yeah. your inspiration for that and what that's about? Slow Poison. So the song was inspired. 
I wrote that back in January of 2019. And I'm somebody like, I feel things really deeply and I don't like when, you know, people are having a hard time in any regard and and not that anybody does, right? like I'm really sensitive to like people being wronged Mm. for things that are out of their control. So like, I don't like this person because I think they're ugly or I think they're, you know, whatever it is, you know, people are just so shallow sometimes. And so I was, was watching something and I saw this like really graphic image that I wasn't expecting. And it was very violent. And that kind of sent me into just a tailspin. And I went in my room and I spent hours writing this song. And it was basically, I wanted it to be a message, like a simple message about, hey, let's stop this cycle of, I don't like you because you're different than me. And I don't like you because like your skin is a different color than me or all this bickering and hatred and like the racism, all the division, right. all that stuff, like just weighing so heavy on me. And it always has, but you know, just the way that I was raised. But I think seeing that image, that really just, that really inspired me. But I wanted it to be a song that was not preachy, that didn't sound like I was above any of it. Because I know that I have hurt people and I know that I have made false judgments about people at some point in my life, like it's happened. Sure. So because it's such a heavy message, I wanted to make sure it was a simple sound. kind of like the kind of how I wrote Slow Poison, how it came about and the inspiration behind it. And what I realized in writing that was, well, how do you love people better? And I just really felt like for me, I can't love people better until I love myself better. That's really good. That's <laughs> the truth right there. Yeah. Right? Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Absolutely. That's the hardest part. Exactly. And so I think some people might listen to it and think like, oh, this is like a mixed bag of songs. Like where's the, where's the connection? Because it's love songs and it's kind of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But for me, I can't control what a listener is going to experience. So I, you kind of got to let that part go, but being able to talk about it, I can tell you that's the bigger picture. So that's why I've included songs that are love songs. And those are things that I've personally been through that, you know, I let people walk all over me. That's just kind of like the person I always was because I wanted everybody to like me. Yep. And I think like over time, you just develop a respect for yourself. And that's, that's kind of like the place that I'm getting to, like, I've got a respect for myself now, but it's still like, sometimes you're too hard. Like, Okay, I'm done. <laughs> right. I think God's working on getting me like a nice, happy medium where you can have respect for yourself and not be hardened on the outside. Yeah. And I think it's super valid, Lori, I'll say, because I don't think we talk about it enough. It's like one of those places you can't go there because it's not comfortable. It's not going to make everyone feel good. 
But you know mm-hmm. what it is? It's absolutely raw and it's absolutely real. And honestly, I totally believe that the enemy wants us to feel like you're the only one feeling this way. You're all yeah. alone. You're isolated in this thinking. Right. And when you're able to be real, honest, and raw like that in your music, then that's how the people can relate. That's how they can pick up because they're like, yes, I know that feeling. Yes, exactly. And that's why I write a lot from experience and I try to write as honest as possible because that's really what I want is for people to relate to my songs. I'm not trying to get people to be like, oh my gosh, look how good she is and look how awesome and she's so cool and all that stuff. I know there are artists out there like that that it's all like flashy showy, you know, and that's not, that's not my end goal at all. That's what a lot of slow poison is about is just interjecting my, my personal stories. And here's like some little snapshots of how I got to the place where, okay, I am loving myself better now Mm. and I am respecting myself again. And I am standing up for myself. And, you know, I did walk away from, from this or that, or that person, or we all have that baggage that, Let's use this and love other people better. Yeah. And that's good because what you're never trying to do is put yourself above someone else so that they cannot relate to you or they feel like you're untouchable, right? You're like, I'm right there with you. And so here's something I wanted to share because we're talking about this faith journey, this life journey. And listen, on this journey, the longer it goes, well, there are way more hills and valleys in that the longer it goes. And there's times we find ourselves on the mountain, but there's also times we find ourselves in the valley. And then we didn't really even realize how deep in the valley we were until we're like, wow, how did I get here? There's a scripture I want to share out of Revelation chapter 12. To set it up in context, I want to start with verse 10. And it said, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Of course, that's talking about the devil, our enemy. But verse 11 is what I want to focus on for just a minute here. And it says, and they, speaking of the believers, and they overcame him, overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even unto the death. And Lori, I know in our faith journey, the thing that keeps us going sometimes is the word of our testimony. And I heard you start to tap into that a little bit. I am getting better. I am not who I was. I am this. And that's a beginning part because to me, what I hear you say is that's my testimony because that's who you are. And that's what I want the listeners to hear and know and understand. Like, even on certain days when I don't feel like that, Mm -hmm. right? Because you said some some songs are happy, some songs are sad. But the whole box of it is a collection of songs, of collection of days where you've written about the good times and the heartaches. But having your testimony is what helps keep you going. And and that's what I hear you saying. Yeah. That's exactly right what you were saying. I mean, I think your testimony is your story and you can't, I mean, you can pull out all the crappy parts and all the hard parts and all the valleys. Sure you can. Nobody's going to believe you. Nobody's going to be impacted by that the way that 
hopefully you're hoping that they would be if you water those parts down or if you gloss over them, you know, or you don't mention them, them at all. I think for me, I'm in a season even now where I'm not going to church and not just because of quarantine and COVID, I've just been in a weird place with it. And it doesn't mean that I've stopped believing or praying or any of those things, but there's just been things I've recognized and experiences I've had in the church that weren't good that I've had to kind of like step away from. Cause I'm usually like gun ho I'm involved in everything. I'm going to every activity you can imagine. I'm playing in the band. I'm almost overdoing it. And I did that for so many years. I think I burnt myself out. Right. Which is a very real thing. And I recognize that, especially when I moved back to Nashville a few years ago, I recognized that I was going to church. I felt like I was really just going to one, meet a guy and two, meet friends. And on the back of that list was, oh yeah, and worship. Right, <laughs> and I hear you. Just, you know, out of order, obviously. And it didn't feel genuine anymore to go if that's what my intention was. And I mean, really, like I was being honest with myself. And so I decided like, I'm step away from that for a while because that's where I'm at and I don't want to feel obligated. That's kind of getting off track a little bit, but I'm just saying with your testimony, if that's something that you do have a chance to share, I think it's really important to share the big picture, all the parts of it, because otherwise you're robbing God of, of all those things that he brought you from and he right. brought you out of. That's where the testimony really is. It's like, look where I was and all these crappy things that happened and how I felt about myself for how what, whatever your, your story is, your situation, but look where I'm going now. Yes. And if you're not going there yet, or even you don't know how you're going to get there. It's the fact that if you don't talk about those experiences, you're robbing the listener of what they need to hear to get out of what they're in. That's right. That's the key part. I think about sharing a testimony is really getting down to the nitty gritty. And I think what I hear you saying, Lori, obviously, might like my perception of this is God has given you music as a gift mm -hmm. to express yourself, to tell your story, mm -hmm. right, in the good times and bad. But it is a gift that he's allowed you to express yourself. And myself being a musician, I know even when I pray, there's so much I feel like I can say to God that I want to say but it's limited by my words and my intellect and all that. But when I can express my heart musically to God, mm -hmm. it's a whole nother world. Like when, when the psalmist wrote, bless the Lord, oh my soul, I feel like he was singing that because that's the way that I can express myself to him. And that's what I hear you kind of saying, like this music has been a gift from God, honestly, that's helped you persevere and I love it that you're saying, I'm not that anymore. I'm this now. And see, that is the faith that's growing in you. And that's what I wanted people to hear because that's what gives us hope. Because like, are you kidding me? Like you had struggles, like you, you aren't going to church right now. Well, there's so many people even listening to this podcast, like they're probably in the same boat. And like, is there any hope for me is what they're asking themselves. What would you say to that, Lori? There is hope for everybody. I've been through some of the darkest seasons ever that, I mean, depression, I struggle with depression. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with probably things that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. And I think those help me sometimes when I'm writing. So it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, right. but absolutely 
it's something that you're not alone in and God will get you out of hundred percent. I can't tell you how many, how many things I have felt like, how am I going to get out of this one? Like I am stuck. I'm this old and I'm still single. I'm this, 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 like, I hate this job. Like it's so easy to feel stuck wherever it is in your life. And I have felt stuck and I've told my pastor, I am just stuck. Right. And I felt like that so many times in my life. And I really just think in those moments, that's the time to really just dig in your heels and just hang on and trust that God's going to get you out of it. And it's not going to look like how you want it to look like in that process. Right. Right. (laughs) It really isn't, but it's almost like you blink and you're looking back on it already. It's yeah. Weird. And so you really don't know until you're on the other side, looking back in a lot of cases, right? Because it's like, how, how am I ever going to get through this? And then all of a sudden you're through it and you didn't realize you were through it and you're looking back. And you're right. Like, wow. How did that happen? Well, right? I think sometimes it's, I mean, I'm like this where you are looking at the problem and then you're thinking, Oh my gosh, here's all the things I'm going to have to do to get out of this. Like, I remember when I was going to move back to Nashville, 2017, I wanted to do it for forever. And then I finally, when I was really thinking about it, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to find a new job, figure out where to live. I'm older now. And like being a woman in the music industry, like they want to age you out when you're like 20, (laughs) Uh, you know, there's just all of these things. And I was looking at like one little thing and all these obstacles that I was going to have to overcome to make it happen. And so then you get overwhelmed because it's like, I can't do that. Like, how am I going to, like, how do I even start? But like I said, now I'm here, I've been here for over three years and I look back and I think, how did I do all that? You know, how how did that happen? And it's, you know, God puts people in your life and I mean, if he wants you to be somewhere, he's, he's not just going to drop you. Like he's going to help you get there. That's good. That is excellent. So Lori, last question that I have as we start to wrap up, I was thinking about this when you were going through all these things and yet all of these recordings that you've released mm-hmm. are really milestones in your life. They're milestones of your story. And yeah. so how can people now that are itching, like they want to know more about you, like they want to hear more from you musically, how would they find you? How would they find your music? Well, it's really easy if you are technologically impaired or not. It's <laughs> I'm pretty much everywhere on a major platform. So Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. Most of my projects are available on those. I'm on YouTube. I've got some music videos that I've come out with recently in the last few months. So people can go there. My website is lauritriplet.com and I have physical copies of people. still. I know there's some people that still like CDs, so I've, I've got those. And yeah. So they can go to my online store and order physical copies. And in fact, that's where Dawn is, is exclusively available is just the physical copy that was not, that was before all the digital stuff. And uh, so I, I I need a copy of that too, by the way. (laughs) I definitely do. Yeah. That's the cool thing. You know, this is exciting for me because I want people to know more about you. I want people to know more about your story. And sometimes you would even say my journey is disconnected from my faith, but you know what I've learned 
It's never disconnected from your faith. Because why? Because God will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And although in the times in the valley, it feels like, Lord, Lord, why have you forsaken me? He never has. Because Lori, like you said, the next minute you blink and you turn around and you're like, how did I get here? Right. How did I get through this? And it's like, there's only one explanation. It's God and he's faithful. Different voices singing Lori Triplett, thanks so much for joining us on the program today. Keep your ears and eyes peeled because we definitely want to have you back. There's way more to the story that we haven't tapped into yet, but thank you for carving out the time for us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.